Oh, okay. My audio went out. All right, let's see if that continues. But there's um, issues about him cheating on his wife and all this other stuff like that. But he's running for president, so that's it. But I'm still, I still learn from him. And I may do a video saying why none of that really matters. Because what Cornell West is saying and what he's allowed to say on corporate media means that somebody in the ruling class wants him to say it. I'm not saying that they're forcing him to, but the ideas he's saying, they're agreeing with. Or else they wouldn't let him speak on their air. And um, that's important. So I may make a video on that. Next week and for maybe the foreseeable future, we're going to be reading from the Psychodynamic Diagnostic Manual. You often hear me say that people are insane. I don't mean that as just a figure of speech. I mean, clinically, the overwhelming majority of us are insane. The society was built and maintained with insanity. Those insanities are becoming clearer every day. But we're so invested that a lot of people keep going. Um, but we're going to read through this and see, and I'm going to show you how it's insane. Um, and give you examples from life. There's so many. Um, but let's go finish. Hope on the tightrope and continue reading freedom. Because freedom is very important. Um, especially to us, to Tubman's babies, as I call us, Harry Tubman's babies. Freedom is the thing. We've lost track of it, but some of us are still around. Um, look at the cover of the today of, of the New York Times. That beautiful picture of Frederick Douglass. What is America without Frederick Douglass? Not just because he's black but because he's a Democrat, small d, in a way in which the founding fathers were not. They were slaveholders or limited Democrats. Let's do the volume. Always forget to do the volume. Oh, that's really low. All right, you didn't hear nothing I said. Um, look at the cover today of the New York Times, that beautiful picture of Frederick Douglass. What is America... A without Frederick Douglass, not just because he's black, but because he's a Democrat, small d, in a way in which the founding fathers were not. They were slaveholders or limited Democrats. Theirs was a democracy for whites only. Douglass says no. Martin says no. A. Philip Randolph says no. Ella Baker says no. This was key to American democracy. No habeas corpus, no due process or 14th Amendment without raising the question, what is the status of four million slaves? When they finally raised the question, what is a citizen in America? They had to answer the question in the 14th Amendment with another question. What is the status of our four million slaves? Black people's struggle for freedom is the key to the moral and political history of the democratic experience or experiment called America. This is the difference between our precious brown brothers and sisters and our precious red and yellow brothers and sisters. Their presence and struggle for freedom does not have that particular weight and gravitas in the development of this precarious experiment called democracy. Oppressed people are preoccupied with survival rather than struggle for freedom. That's the truth. 
They are thinking about the next day and the next week and the next month rather than some vision of emancipation. But when they decide to straighten their backs, their backs up, there is going to be a camp in every major American urban center. That camp meeting is going to signal the struggle for freedom with new energies, new possibilities unleashed, and the Lord's people better be ready to get on board. I'm talking about getting ready because it is coming. This is what the great Curtis Mayfield was talking about in his song, People Get Ready. The freedom train is coming. How do we radically reform a system while working within it? Given the fragmentation of the labor force, the de-skilling and reskilling of workers due to automation, computerization, robotization, and globalization in the workplace. Who will become the major agents of social change? Who will set us free? Young people want total freedom and, and to make the, the easy buck now. In many ways, they're mirroring what they see in the society at large, what they see on Wall Street. It makes it very difficult for them to take seriously not only commitment and caring and sacrificing, but ultimately to take human life itself seriously. Profits become much more important than human life. What we see is very cold-hearted, mean-spirited throughout these communities. Mean-spiritedness throughout these communities. It reflects so much of our own culture and civilization is quite frightening. Subversive joy is the ability to transform tears into laughter, and a laughter that allows one to acknowledge just how difficult the journey is and to delight in one's own sense of humanity and folly and humor. In the midst of this very serious struggle, this is true freedom of spirit. We can think and feel, laugh and weep, and with the belief and capacity of everyday people, we can fight Fight with a smile on our faces and tears in our eyes. We can see the deprivation, yet hold up a bloodstained banner with a sense of hope based on genuine discernment and connection. We can point out hypocrisy and keep alive some sense of possibility for both ourselves and our children, thus fulfilling our sacred duty. The Adventures of Huck Finn, chapter 31 it's one of the greatest sublime moments in American literature. Huck has to make a decision when he takes the letter and rips it up and says, all right, then I'll go to hell. He knows his soul is going to hell and he's going to resist civilization. He's going to resist the various kinds of sanctions that his aunt put on him. He takes a stand for integrity and conscience. It's not even a political act. It's just a moral shaping of his soul. It's an attempt to become more mature. He'd rather go to hell than deny the humanity of nigger Jim, and he recognizes that niggerization is a lie. It's, un it's an unbelievable discovery for a white person. It's a breakthrough. This Jim who's been niggerized is a human being, and I can re revel in his humanity. I need him. And he needs me as a co-participant uh, in the shaping of what is to be American democratic. That's a great moment. That's Samuel Clemens. It's sometimes accused, by the way, they took the word nigger out of Huck Finn. 
which really destroys the book. There's no point in having the book if that word is not in there. And it's in there so much is because Sam Clemens or Mark Twain was trying to say, this is how we talk. It, it, this is how much we use the word. So when they criticize us today for using that word so much, they used it a lot, just like we use it now. So, you know, it's not a new thing that you hear, nigga, nigga, nigga everywhere. It's always been in this society. It's sometimes accused, I'm sometimes accused of being anti-American, and I just say that a Plato that as Plato attempted to make the world safe for Socrates, I'm attempted to make the world safe for the legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. And King was the best of America. It's fascinating the degree to which black people in America provide one of the fundamental keys to the future, if the future is going to be about freedom and equality. Freedom is an awakening from sleepwalking. Any such awakening is like falling in love. You begin to care so much that you can't help yourself. That is why the most desirable and wise way of living a life of radical love and freedom and radical freedom and love lures us to fall awake in order to stand for something bigger and grander than ourselves. Did not Rosa Parks fall awake on that bus in Montgomery to take a stand for truth and justice? And that's it. That's the end of this section. And then there's a section of wisdom. Get the book if you can. Library or whatever it is. Oh, and listen to the CD too. Oh, I don't know where you're going to listen to a CD yet. You might have to listen to the CD in the library. But if you have a, a player... One old computer that still has the, um, let's take this out. Listen to the CD. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, you can actually listen to his, his, I'm sure you can find this actually on YouTube or on Spotify or something like that. If I could put it back. There we go. And um, remember, freedom is what it's all about. Um, and I guess I have time. We'll talk about, let's talk about the Cornell West situation now. Um, the issue with Cornell West, and I don't know, he may drop out of the race, but it, it's almost irrelevant. Uh, and I would have voted for him if he would have stayed in and if he would have gotten on the ballot. I probably would have wrote him in, in New York City anyway. Even if he had not registered, I just would have wrote it down and wrote him in. Um, but I probably would go with um, De La Cruz now and um, vote for her. But the, 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 the issue is if, if, if Cornell drops out. But it, like I said, what he's talking about is dismantling empire, right? And when he means dismantling empire, if you listen to what he's saying, he's saying dismantle the, the physical infrastructure of empire, which you really no longer need. And the ruling class knows it. They no longer need, you no longer need armies. Because to be honest with you, we've globalized every other part of our lives. This internet, 
our entertainment, our education, these videos like this, educational, um, of course, our economy, that goes without saying, our money, everything's digitized, right? We've globalized it all. There's no need to have military bases all over the world. Who's going to go to war with each other? They say, for example, Russia's in a proxy war with United States and the United States is using Ukraine in a proxy war against Russia. Well, there's Russian businessmen doing it. Russian oligarchs are doing business in the United States right now. They own property here. They're doing all kinds of business here. So that doesn't stop anything. Even that war there, it doesn't stop anything. Um, wars are expensive. They're a waste of time. And they're destructive to the environment. And they're destructive to what the oligarchs care most about, business. So we are going to reduce military bases. We are going to reduce soldiers as we automize. Now, all these blacks that was going to the military as using it as a jobs program, I don't know what's going to happen. All these blacks and white people, poor people who are using it, that's that's over with. It's not going to need the bodies. Um, things like housing as a living right of course you're going to need that because as you start to lose your jobs as we're seeing there has to be some kind of policy for housing um or else the upper some of the upper middle class and upper crust at the top 40 percent they're going to come up against the rest of us and in public spaces and it's not going to be pretty now, the oligarchs never have to see us. They can helicopter into places and helicopter out. But if you, even if you have to get in SUVs and you have to travel through a city to get to a place, galas, museums, uh, shows, and all those things the oligarchs like to do, you're going to have to come through the rest of us. And you're not going to be able to enjoy it. You're just not. When we're sleeping all over the street and we're sleeping all over the sidewalks and all that case may be. So you're going to have to have some kind of housing program. Reparations. Look, I'm going to tell you, black people have fallen through a hole. Harry Tubman's babies are, are, are suffering. I mean, we, first of all, we're out of our minds. Completely detached from reality. That's one. Two, we're suffering. We we have almost nothing. So you're going to need <clears throat> um, some kind of program for us. If it's universal basic income, fine. That'll give everybody a floor. But Tubman's baby is going to need something extra. If you want us to be contributing to the society. And again, oligarchs need consumption. We can't consume if we ain't got no resource. We ain't got no money. We can't consume. If we can't consume with money, then we're going to take it. Because we're going to take the resources. We're going to take pampers when our babies need it. We're not going to sit and let them suffer like that. Right? We're going to take food when we need it. And as we see in New York City, I don't know if it's happening where you are, stores are closing. 
because they say it's too much death. And you can't stop it. First of all, you're a worker and you see a mother taking milk for her child. Are you really going to stop her for the Walgreens Corporation or the Rite Aid Corporation or any of these corporations? Are you really going to stop her? You know, it's a rough thing. So I say, you know, listen to what Cornel West is saying as far as his policies. Go to his website, his page and look at it. Um, even things like uh, releasing political prisoners, some of these political prisoners. And again, some of the young black radicals now don't give a damn. They they. they or stabbing police officers, shooting police officers. We never did that in my day. We were always afraid of police, at least. They're not afraid of nothing. So maybe if you let some of these these Black Panthers that you had in there, all these radical guys go, these political prisoners who have gained a lot of consciousness in, in, in prison, and they're there for no reason. You let them go, maybe, maybe you could calm down some of the young people. Not gonna get all of them. Some of them are just gone. They're tired. They're fed up. They're broken. So, um, a lot of Cornel West's policies are something. Is stuff that's going to happen, even though they seem very radical. If you're on the ground paying attention, you can see, yeah, these things, these things are gonna happen. So, remember that was it. Hope on the tightrope. Tomorrow, I'm going to start reading from this. And I think I'm going to start um, Personality per Patterns and Disorders. That's what we're going to start reading. See you uh, next time. For those on video, um, those listening, thank you. If you want to support, you know, hit the links, give directly, become a sponsor. Take care of yourselves, take care of yourselves, take care of yourselves, take care of yourselves and try to be safe, please. It's getting rougher and rougher. We're becoming the purge out here. So try to stay safe, try, try to pay attention to your surroundings at all times. Um, if you got to get the pepper spray and the tasers, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, am I supposed to promote that? I mean, vigilantes are rising up in New York City, so I don't know what's happening wherever you are. But try to be safe. Take care of yourselves. And until next time.